Hello, my name is Jason King, and you're listening to the sixth podcast of the Health Policy and Advocacy Nursing Network, also known as HPAN. The second half of the Indiana Legislative Session for 2019 began on March 4th. Now the work of the committees has begun for the second half of the session. Bills will now switch houses during the second half for consideration by the other chamber. The next critical deadlines are April 15th for the House and April 16th for the Senate. By those dates, House bills must have passed out of the Senate and Senate bills must have passed out of the House. There were a total of 1,348 bills introduced in the 2019 session. The House introduced 709 bills and the Senate introduced 639 bills. Of these, 201 House bills and 218 Senate bills are still alive. That means 31% of the bills originally introduced made it to the second half of the session. In this podcast, I'd like to give you an update on what to expect for the rest of the session, but make sure that you listen all the way to the end because I want to introduce you to an awesome app that I just learned about. Two bills that made it out of the first session are related to the Nurse Licensure Compact. We know that the compact will enable nurses to practice in person or provide telenursing services to patients located across the country without having to obtain additional licenses. Indiana nurses would then be able to practice here at home while also serving patients in other compact states. The compact makes practicing across state borders affordable and convenient. For instance, Kentucky is a compact state. If Indiana becomes part of the compact, nurses who live in Kentucky would be able to easily practice in Indiana without getting an extra license. Additionally, if a nurse treats a patient who lives in Kentucky but seeks health care in Indiana, the nurse can easily follow up with that patient through telenursing once the patient returns home. The House version of the Nurse Licensure Compact will be heard on March 20th at 9 a.m. in the Senate Health and Provider Services Committee. It looks like they plan to amend the $25 fee into the House version as well in order to keep it from being recommitted to appropriations. Just as a reminder, the Appropriations Committee has control over all of the discretionary spending legislation in the Senate. This is where the previous bill was sent before it finally passed out of the Senate. If amended, both bills would then be similar in language, which appears to be the best compromise to assure a smooth path to the governor's desk. Senate Bill 394, which addresses Advanced Practice Registered Nurses, or APRNs, provides that an APRN who is authorized to prescribe and who has previously operated under an agreement with a practitioner for at least three years may operate without a practice agreement if certain conditions are met. An amendment proposed by the Indiana State Medical Association would change the transition period from three years to 10,000 hours, which would be the equivalent to five years. Secondly, the amendment proposes that the APRN be with a physician who routinely practices with a specified patient population included in the practice area within the category for which the APRN is certified and licensed. So what this means is that the ISMA would like to change the wording of the proposed bill to extend the three-year phase, adding two more years for a total of five years. So to compare, physician residency varies in length depending on the specialty, but a family practice physician generally has an expectation of three years. Certain physician specialties may require up to seven years of residency. Additionally, the APRN must work with a physician in the same field, working with the same population of patients. Therefore, if an APRN decides to switch specialties, he or she must start over with another collaborative agreement with a physician in that field of medicine. The same is required of a physician if they switch specialties, they must re-enter residency. The proposed amendment also described what it means to have a collaborative practice agreement. 
including on-site supervision, available consultation, and 5% retroactive chart audits, among other listed specifications. The third piece of the amendment proposes the establishment of an APR committee made up of members from the Board of Nursing and the Medical Licensing Board to oversee any APRNs wishing to seek independent practice. This board would be responsible for approving applications, receiving anonymous physician input about an APRN seeking independent practice, and disciplinary matters. Finally, the amendment proposes that all APRNs working in critical care areas, such as the emergency department, critical care units, or the operating rooms, remain supervised. House Bill 1444, which taxes e-liquids, advanced out of the House and has been assigned to the Committee on Appropriations. Early indications are that the Senate is interested in hearing this bill and changing the taxing structure so that e-liquid vaping products are taxed in the same way to traditional tobacco products. Namely, advocates are stressing that these products should be taxed at 24% of wholesale cost, creating parity with traditional tobacco products. This is your opportunity to show support for Senate Bill 12, the Bias Crimes Bill, and request that the House reinstate the list of enumerated characteristics. You may hear the word enumerated mentioned when it comes to this bill. It simply means that the protected classes are listed out individually. As you know, on Senate third reading, the bill was struck of its list of characteristics and instead gives judges broad authority to consider bias when sentencing. However, there are those in the judicial community that are arguing that a law has illicit classes is essential to withstand constitutional muster when it comes to criminal sentencing. Constitutional muster refers to the ability of the law to be upheld by the Constitution. There is still time for the House to reinstate the list of protected classes and produce a real biased crime bill that leaves no Hoosier left behind, but we need your help to do so. This is a culture-changing bill for all citizens of Indiana. It promotes group and individual value and allows no tolerance for hate crimes and discrimination. Our leaders in the House must hear from you on why a list of characteristics is critical to passing an effective and enforceable biased crimes law. Call your state House of Representative member today to show your support for a comprehensive biased crimes law with an enumerated list of characteristics that include race, religion, color, sex, gender identity, disability, national origin, ancestry, sexual orientation, and age. Without a list of characteristics, Indiana's Bias Crimes Bill will not produce an effective, enforceable law. There's a reason why 45 other states have bias crime laws with a list of characteristics. Judges need legal clarity when sentencing bias crime. The importance of this issue is twofold. Number one, it allows us to attract and or retain diverse talent. And number two, we also know that as providers of health care, we must do all that we can to ensure a healthy living environment for all members of our community. Living in fear of discriminatory behavior most certainly impacts a person's health. The House has not given a biased crimes bill a public hearing in the past four years. It is now time for the House to do so and put it to a vote. This issue deserves a hearing in response to the demands of 74% of Hoosiers who support meaningful biased crimes legislation. Please contact your representative today. As I close this podcast, I'd like to introduce you to an app called Capital Call. With this app, you can enter your street address and find all of your elected officials at the local, state, and federal levels. This app provides all of the phone numbers from your local coroner all the way up to and including the President of the United States. This app easily connects you to all of the websites, 
physical street addresses, and all of the social media contacts of each elected official where applicable. In addition to finding your legislators, you can take action, keep up with the latest news, and register to vote. The app also includes access to polling, election, and ballot information. Again, download the Capital Call app so you can stay informed and take action whenever needed. Remember to also visit the website for the Indiana General Assembly, which is www.iga.in.gov, to find your legislators, stay up to date on Indiana's latest bills, and watch live stream video of the committees and chairs. I'm excited about all the feedback I'm receiving from these podcasts. If you want to advocate but do not know how to begin or want help, please contact me at jking at iuhealth.org, and I'll walk you through the process. Let me know let me know what else you'd like to hear. I hope that you're not only listening, but also contacting your legislators to show your support or opposition to these bills. You can now go to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and Spotify to subscribe. I will continue to update you on Indiana legislation as we move through the second half of the session. You can follow me on Twitter at jking underscore iuh or email me at jking at iuhealth.org. As a unified team, together, we can lead the transformation of healthcare through quality, innovation, and education, and make Indiana one of the nation's healthiest states.